0: This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet Another lucky trout, HG. Yes, uh, TF. Much first mate Cedric
1: Esped some AO torching the blindside blue paper once again. Now that's the sound of the Sumster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ, Australia. Welcome to the bludging on the blindside. HG Nelson opening the dig for another citizen. Well, well, what a week! What a week! I say it every week, but it just—it's true. I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. Accuracy, verisimilitude, and honesty is my. Three by words. So what a week, an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. So much excitement. Unbelievable excitement. Unprecedented, unbelievable excitement. Big issues hit the fan when the Molotov cocktail lobbed in the fuel dump and blew the double garage, including the doors, sky high. Australia Blindside greets you again with the word Ubuntu, which sums up the spirit of rugby league in season 2023. To the greatest game of all, round 18. Now, before we probe those startling and important results... Uh, an update from Logie Land and um, Dancing with the Stars is back with another great season of tippy tap work with the odd dipsy doodle round the back door. This is a great vehicle for Aussie stars who wanted to buy Tucci or Frug and free- features and features and features. That happy duo of Daryl Summers, that's right, Daryl is back in harness doing what he does best: twinkle and Sonia Kruger cracking the whip. This week, the happy feet and the mirror ball pip. The Warney biopic in the ratings, Warney, the TV spectacular, based loosely, and I use that word advisedly, loosely on Leg Spin, received rave reviews by people who may in the main hadn't seen it. A rare a triumph for Australian television. Uh, by the way, the team that bought you Warney are now hard at work developing a tell all feature based on the life and times of Wait For It, John Hopawadi. It's going to be great. People <laughs> may have forgotten the great work that John Hoppawade did on and off the park. The 12-parter recreates the life and times of the man who bought proctology to rugby league. Yes, that's right, proctology, and this one will rate. And I just hope they don't stick a big bluey on the front and scare kids off. That's my only... My only hope. And remember bowel cancer is a big killer. I noticed that Merv Hughes, former cricketing great, and Gavin Wanganeen, former AFL great, are doing their bit touring a night of information across rural and regional Australia right now. It may be coming to a town near you. That's Merv Hughes and Gavin Wanganeen. Back to probing the results in round 16 and what would be 17 of that funny old game called Rugby League. So-called minor acts saluted last Sunday. Titans get a win over the Broncos, giving Dez Hasler a glimpse of what he has to work with when he lobs on that Goldie Strip where, let's face it, the bodies are still buried and we don't know where the shovel is. Uh, the Titans were caught ordinary except for the blinder from David Fafita. He was unstoppable. Yeah! Titans 18, Broncos 16. Bronx coach Kevy was furious post-Hooter. He was angry that 40,000 people turned up today expecting a bit more than seeing the Bronx dumped on by their neighbours. He offered to give everyone free tickets to the next game against the Dolphins. I think that's on tomorrow. Uh, No one took him up on the offer. It's easy to see why. Who would want to go through that agony again? I mean, once you get a a, a side of a Titan dumping on a Bronco, I mean, you you reconsider your values and your interest in rugby league. A lot of punters apparently took tickets, mistaking them for Taylor Swift giveaways. Ah, that can happen. And what a great way to get uh, the word about rugby league out to a wider community. Elsewhere, the Rabbits were knocked about by the Cowboys, the tiens Rabbits, Amir 6, Cows 31. Coach Wooden, and Myrtle coach Dimitri Yu suggested as the sun set that unless the Rabbits got back on the horse and got back to being Rabbits, they could be in trouble come September. Oh, look, I'm clueless. Honestly, I'm absolutely clueless. I've no idea of what he means. However, good news on the Rabbit front. Good news on the Rabbit front as we reaches for a bit of paper. Last night... Go, media stadium. Well, it was all rabbits. I mean, obviously the coach had raised the, read the riot act and said, listen, we don't want to see horse out there. We want to see rabbit out there. And it was an explosion of fur, teeth and pace. And the scoreline was just incredible. Warriors six in the driving rain on their home patch, on their home hutch, rabbits, 28. So the rabbits are back in the race in 2023. Uh, look, I've got to say that it was one of the surprise results of a year full of surprises. And the last leg of that treble, the Roosters' second-half fight back, it just didn't get there against the Viking Clap Raiders. Tune clappers 20, fouls 18. Roosters are in trouble. Rooster is in trouble. I mean, Nick Polites has come got to come down and read the riot act. The person who owns the Roosters, I don't know what he's doing to the foul house, I don't know what's in the pellets. I don't know what's in the water. I don't know what they're laying, but they're all duds. They take on Manly this weekend. There are suggestions, incidentally, that Coach Robinson has lost the foul house. I don't believe this for one minute. I don't believe this for one minute. I I, I just don't believe that Robbo's lost the foul house. I just It's just inconceivable to me. Robo speaks French. I mean, he speaks French really well. I mean, somebody who can speak French can surely contain the foul house and what's going on. And call me Gagai... But could the feathers and fur miss the finals this year? The big dance featuring both is already, I think, a forlorn hope. But as the Oracle says, rugby league, it's a funny old game. But this looms as an NRL nightmare with the dance that is the big dance being slated for suburban Sydney for the next 40 years. Imagine that, 40 years without a Sydney team showing up, AFL and... uh, before a packed SCG China Day went off with like a string of boners. The Chinese delegation saw a wonderful exhibition of Australian rules. This is last Sunday. I believe I, I saw it described in the post, the China Post, as Australian rules at its finest. It was a battle of the birds, Eagles five goals four. In other words, 30, you know, let work out the match yourself. I think it's 34 points. Swans, 31 goals, 19 points. Yes, this one went right down to the S-Bend and required a plumber's mate to ram it home into the sewerage system. Uh, the 171-point demolition was a record score for the Sweet Caroline crew. Sing along with me. Good times. Never felt so good. Clickety-click. And what about Bruce, eh? What about Bruce? The AFL Hall of Fame nod. Incredible. Well-deserved, Bruce. We've been arguing for you to go into the hall for years now. Just before I move on, something's just caught my eye about uh, the Swans. I mean, did you get a chance to see the Swans last night against the Cats? It was just incredible. I just wish the delegation had stayed because they would have seen gone from the sublime to the absolute ridiculous. Uh, I would have loved to have seen what they thought about it. Two matches with the Swans featuring the same team, roughly the same lineup, two different opponents one of which clobbered by 121 points. The next one, they had to draw with. They had to settle for a draw. Swan 6'18", accurate kicking. I love it. 6'18", 54 points. Cats, 7'12", 54 points. I mean, talk about a thrill. I mean, sure, it's a disappointing thrill, but it's nonetheless, it's a thrill, and magical kicking. And I must highlight BT's call of the whole thing. It was just electrifying. Electrifying. Anyway, we're back to the uh, clickety-click. And Bruce... Uh, look, Bruce has agreed to be available in the hall every Tuesday and Thursday between 1.30 and 3pm. He's going to be at the front desk. He'll be doing all the usual things, uh, signing, autographs, pictures, not necessarily of himself, but Swans players, old footy, bring along your footy cards, get Bruce to sign them, they'll increase in value. And some days, Winks is going to be with him, not the crappy old statue dragged in from home, but the real horse. Uh, now, the racing in the Man of Feathers, Peter Valandis, is returning from a wonderful UK trip with news that the Group 1 George Main Stakes will be rebadged as, wait for it, and I know many people have wanted this, as the King Charles III Stakes. Now, I've got nothing against the George Main Stakes. I mean, I think it's disappointing that they have to take over a great race like the George Main Stakes. George Main was a great person, lovely racing man, Loved his racing, loved the bets, the odds, everything, Whip, you know, you name it, finishing post, daylight second, all that sort of stuff. That was a George Mayne I knew. Anyway, I've got no doubt that the King Charles III stakes would be an interesting race, but why not establish a new race? Anyway, they've upped the purse to five million. And I believe that that sort of trackside snippet will loosen the bowels in future if they keep doing it. I mean, sooner or or later we're going to have a Prince Anne race and then it'll... It'll all fall apart. Uh, But the new king, I believe, has done so much for racing in Australia already just by lending his name to the George Main Stakes, which is now the King Charles III Stakes. And wait for it, it's Group 1. That's what they're after, Group 1. They need to have a real hard good look at themselves racing Australia. An unprecedented wealth of Australian racing is now underpinned by, wait for it, the Sustainability Fund, which will guarantee fat purses for the next century. Volandis now has a plan for the Camilla. This is a great race, great innovation, 1,200 metre classic worth $100 million. That's right, $100 million. And this one will be run on Melbourne Cup Day from 2024. On the same card, there'll be the Big Ted, an event which all punters must prove they're under seven. Now, that is a challenge, a challenge. If you've got a six-year-old, tell him to put his age down. Now, this is the boot up the day Australian Racing Knees. And while the UK, uh, there was no announcement in the UK concerning the Patron of Australian Rugby League, a position formerly held by Prince Philip. But it looks as though 35 members of the royal family will be stateside for the doubleheader on March the 2nd, 2024, and the medal for player of the series is going to be presented by Prince George, a.k.a. Prince Charming, and wait for the medal. I know there's a lot of wait-for-its in this, but anyway, wait for this. The medal is going to be named the Charlotte after his sister is a mad dragon's nut. Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wall for another week, it's time to ask the man who is the voice of hope to step up for a spray this week. The Voice, who incorporates the ethical obligation, is again fully focused focused on the cost of living crisis that is robbing Australian families of fun and football. What I'm telling you this for, prices have gone berserk and Australians are uh, living a nightmare. With this simple summary, though, of the week's events from the supermarket coalface, The Voice demonstrates his love, his enduring love for all Australian families and the respect... And when I say respect, it's R-E-S-P-E-C-T. You know, that's the respect I'm talking about. None of your good times never felt good, clickety-click. His respect for his Aussies waddling through the valley of death. That's baked into this spray. The voice of hope belongs to the activator one rampaging Roy Slavin, who is the best in the business, always gets the job done, no doubt about it, outstanding, and he's, wait for it, super excited to be here. Happy I mean, Rugby League, Roy. Can we get the bludgeoning bunny in motion once again by asking what highlights caught your wrestler's eye this week? Fully sick.
2: Simon. Heard. Yes, Yes, uh, happy Rugby League, HG, to uh, you and, of course, to your uh, family. Mm-hmm. And uh, happy Rugby League to uh, decent, hard-working, inflation-challenged, law-abiding, quiet, self-assured Aussies who are fed up watching our cricket presenters standing on cheap sets... Looking awkward, not knowing what to do with their hands or how to stand. It looks cheap because it is cheap. Give them a set, Sneeze me. Give them a set. Give them somewhere to sit so they can look normal. For God's sake. Now, the Australian women win the test against England... Well-captained, I might say, by standing stand-in, uh, Captain Alicia Healy. And with Ash Gardner, the hero, 12 yes. wickets for the match. Incredible. 12, count them. And, of course, that marvellous 99 by... Um, uh, it might, might have been... Um, oh, uh, uh, Alicia, Perry. Alicia Perry. Yeah, terrific 99. Pretty Pretty sad, it should see. have been a 100. Yeah, sure it should have be. been. It wasn't. I think they should have a count-back system. I do, too. And find a run. A uh, devastating blow to the... Uh, uh, men's team with uh, plucky-offy Nathan Lyon out for the series. I hope it doesn't cost us the Ashes. And at this stage, it looks as if it might not cost us the Ashes. It looks as if they're playing better without Lyon. Who would have thought the uh, The other bowlers have lifted their game, particularly yeah. Head? Who knew? <laughs> well done, Head. Good to have a Head in the team. It is, it is. It's reassuring. Have we got a wicketkeeper who can tackle, though? Oh, like Bairstow.
1: yeah. Yeah. Hasn't he set the bar high? He was good,
2: wasn't he? Oh, excellent. Absolutely good. That bear hug, loved it. I think he's playing for Manly next year. Might be. Nick Kyrgios, doubtful starter for Wimbledon. Um, The knee doesn't appear to be improving at all and he's had no practice, no build-up. So even if he does take to the court, I'd be very surprised if he gets through one round at all. But uh, we wish him all the best. And I noticed, too, that Alia Tomjanovic... Our women's number one, she's out as well with side strain injury. So in the women's draw, it's all up to uh, Daria Seville to uh, bring home the bacon. Um, but uh, we saw the Demon, that's Diminar, who uh, went down bravely to uh, Alcaraz, as Alcaraz in mm-hmm. the uh, Queen's final. Uh, I think he could go deep into Wimbledon, into this Wimbledon. I think Diminari's. Uh, I think he's in the best of the form of his career at the moment. He was just a little outclassed by the uh, world number one now Spaniard. Uh, now, the Duchess of Wales is uh, calling for uh, more respect for the ball kids, not only at Wimbledon, but at uh, all tennis events. And uh, Roger agrees with her... And I think I do too, and I think I speak for all decent, hard-working Aussies who want to see a little bit of respect given to our ball kids who do a fantastic job. Mm. Uh, no big tickets on themselves. I mean, they don't, they don't, you know, parade themselves. They're not on social network, you know, explaining what they do and how great they are. They don't. They just do the job. They just, when the ball comes to them, they pick it up, they pass it to the player... Back in the day, they used to be able to legally pass the player a towel and they used to do that without any big raps or, you know... Look, look at me's. No look at me's about it. Torching farts. They just did the job. Exactly. And can't we just show them a little bit of respect, not hit balls Adam. not gob off at them? I mean, there's no call for that, none whatsoever. And I agree with Roger... Uh, that it should be absolutely and utterly weeded out because people have had enough. Do you think we should have a medal for the ball people? I, I think so. And I think in days gone by, there might have been a medal for you know ball person of that well, I'm not sure, I'd have to look up the records here. But uh, anyway, the Duchess of Wales is, yes, on message. Have you thought of song. her
1: have you thought of her as an activist in the past? No, I no. haven't.
2: No, I haven't. I was hoping she'd throw a weight behind uh, Rugby League, but it appears as if it's tennis is the one for her, which is fine. I respect that. Now, the Opals were bashed up by Japan in the Asian Cup. God almighty, were they bashed up? Uh, thank God they uh, they beat, I think it might have been South Korea last night quite comfortably, and I think they're now in the... uh might be the semi-finals of the Asian Cup, but they'll have to meet Japan again, and I don't know what we're going to do. I mean... They were just incredible, Japan. I didn't realise there's been a revolution happening in Japanese basketball. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? They've kept that one quiet. Um, speaking of bashing up, the Wallaroos. This is the uh, oh, Australian no, Women's Rugby Union team bashed up by New Zealand. Yeah. Wait for the score: fifty-nil. Fifty bloody-nil. Mm. I didn't know where to look. I looked at HG. He didn't know where to look. We looked at our shoes. We left. Nothing else we could do. I mean, we were invited to the dressing room. We didn't go. There was nothing we could say. Nothing we could add. We couldn't help. Uh, We decided that we'd take stock. Go home, take stock and think about it. And I tell you what, we've been thinking about it. Answers, none. Uh, Now, as HG has alluded to, or more than alluded to, really, Bruce is into the Hall of Fame. And congratulations, Bruce, on behalf of everyone. No one's earned it more. There are, um, uh, of course, uh, it echoes, I think Rabs, uh, Ray Rabs Warren, was uh, ushered into the uh, Rugby League Hall of Fame. That's great, didn't it? uh, Mm. Which was a wonderful night. You and Mm. I were there. We were, um, it was uh, just a terrific night for Rabs, for um, anyone associated with Rabs, anyone who's known Rabs. Heard him. uh, Anyone who's heard him, anyone who who in the past has been arrested by Rabs when he was a copper. (laughs) It was just a terrific night and... uh, so, uh, for Bruce, uh, he, it's well earned. And there are now calls, of course, for uh, the uh, Lord Mayor of Perth, Basil Zeppelis, to be welcomed in. the Basil. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Uh, yes, there, there are some calls. And there is also, I heard a, a bit of a call, for Haim to be inducted. Um, I think Haim's got a little way to go yet. I would have thought Basil's got a fair way to go yet as well. But that's but, AFL uh, for you. But that that's you? AFL, yeah. yeah. And, uh, look, let's just treat it on merit. Put in the application and we'll see what happens. Yeah, and thank goodness BT isn't... Has Is BT been nominated? No, surely I just not. Have to, I've no. just got to put that out well, there. Well, prevent... that'd be it for me. I know. I'd give up. It'd be a joke. I'd walk away. Yeah, lost respect. Thank you. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yeah, you got it. Now, Eddie Jones has revealed a secret plan for the Wallabies. <laughs> well, I was all ears when I heard this. Based on the Wallaroos? Oh, uh, not quite Well it might be. I tell you what the secret plan is. Wait for it. <coughs> Discipline. God Almighty. Oh, we're I stuffed, mean, don't we? Know, we're grasping at straws here, aren't we?
1: I think we have to play Argentina uh, at the next Saturday night.
2: Yes. So what? What uh, Super Coach Jones has done? He's invited in a couple of uh, referees to uh, explain the rules to the players and what they're looking for at breakdowns. Uh, truck and trailer, that sort of stuff, entering from the side, all of that sort of gear. Kicking in the head. Kicking in the head, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So so, uh, the uh, uh, referees looked at the training the boys were doing and offered some advice to improve their discipline. That's the secret plan. Good luck with that, Eddie. Good luck with that. Because discipline and uh, Australian Rugby Union, they've never met. (laughs) Never met. I mean, w- w- Australian Rugby R- on... union is the most undisciplined rabble I've ever seen. Yeah. Look at the shoot shield. Yeah. I mean, yeah. God almighty, could blow the whistle all day. And well, they, they do. do. Kingston Heath is to host the next President's Cup. Surprise to me. This is a real snub to Royal Melbourne. I don't know what they've done wrong. It's always been at Royal Melbourne. I mean, the, the, the President's Cup, Royal Melbourne, hand in glove. I know. Since uh, the year dot. Uh. Suddenly it's Kingston Heath, which I think might be one of those uh, Lynx style sand... Sandy, sand belt. sand belt Courses, Courses, yes. yes, which are a bit of a challenge, especially to overseas mm-hmm. players, especially the Americans, who don't often strike courses like that. Um, which is always fascinating, and that's why I've always loved watching watching them try and cope with Royal Melbourne. But it will be fascinating to see how they go on the Heath. Yes. Uh, will the
1: Lives be there?
2: I hope so. Yeah. I think they've been welcomed back. Uh, now, in late breaking news and disturbingly, the uh, Tyson, that's the, uh, the, sorry, Zoo, the Tim Zoo, Charlo fight has been called off. Uh, how late breaking? That's just as you've come on air. Yeah just broke now, Charlo has gone up two divisions to fight someone else uh, and will miss the appointed date with uh, Zhu, whom everyone appears to be avoiding because he's too good. What this means, it would seem, is that the unification of the belt will automatically fall into the hands of Tim Zhu, so he will be the... Uh, IBO, IBF, WBO, WBA, IBO, UBF, OBT, uh, BHP. O-R-T, BHP that's it. Uh, Multi built champion yep. without ha- actually having to win it. Isn't that great? Isn't that fantastic? So news? if he went up a couple of divisions, yeah. he could hold he could all, all these. Charlo, people. yeah, yeah, but but well, Charlo, he'll chase Charlo. Yeah, he'll he'll bulk up and chase Charlo. If I know if I know uh, Zoo. Uh, Timmy Zoo, um, he's always wanted Charlo. He'll always end up as a heavyweight. That's right. He may. He may. Uh, I think his dad went up and down a few divisions as well in yeah. his days. So. The zoo foreman bout would be a great It one. would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's... Thank you Look very much. Of course, a wonderful week, as HG has alluded to, for the greatest game of all. Uh, Bellamy uh, will not consider the Blues job. Fair enough, because he'd have to coach against you know, most of the Storm players. He doesn't want to do that. No. Well, that's true. He's loyal. He's yeah. loyal to his Stormers. Yeah. Who played very well last night for about 20 minutes. <laughs> They were unbeatable for 20 minutes. I think they led 14-0 at one stage before being blown off the park. They just couldn't keep up the uh, pace. The pace. Uh, now, Jack Whiten has called for Freddie to keep the job as a Blues coach. Isn't that refreshing? Yeah, in perpetuity. In perpetuity? It's not often you hear the term in perpetuity coming in from league. a rugby league player that uh, Jack Whiten used it and used it very confidently, uh, which was good to hear. And uh, when Jack Wyden talks, I listen. Yeah. Uh, especially if he's going to use those sorts of terms. Now, St George, of course, an absolute now basket case. I mean, you can look at basket cases and then you've got a hell of a lot of daylight down and then you've got St George below basket case.
1: Trying to get up to the basket.
2: Yes. They dream one day of being a basket case. <laughs> I'm wondering, is it time, and I may have alluded to this before in previous programs, is it time for the NRL to step in? Do we need an intervention? I mean, surely let us look at the bloody Gould report. I know. For a start. Even if it's just blank pages. Even if it's just blank pages, exactly. Mm. Or just headings. Mm. You know, rubbish, basket case, mm. daylight, etc., cetera, et cetera. At least we'd know something. Had been done. Something's going on there. Mm. Something stinks. Mm. It's as if all the players hate each other's guts, hate management, hate the administration, are embarrassed about the Taj Mahal, don't like the carpet anymore, never use the billiard table. I mean, what is going on there? Uh, And then you've got the roosters. Then you've got the roosters. Uh, Well, I agree with you. The the dressing room's been lost. And when you lose the dressing room, you lose the game. (laughs) And, of course, Luke Brooks. God almighty, Luke's going to Manly. How must DCE feel, eh? How? Make of that what you will.
0: At the October meeting, the Reserve Bank of Australia pointed out that many cryptocurrencies are worthless rubbish. But the board gave a big tick to those cheeky cryptos, the guffo and the maroonarium. Get the guffo with a triple-A rating and the maroon arium now with a pay-later facility through bludging on the blind side. Yes.
1: Now, look, before we go on, there is an issue that I need to, I think, have to address, and it concerns Gladys Berejiklian. People look at this the wrong way. They think that somehow Gladys has done something wrong. I don't think she's done anything wrong at all. I think she's made Wagga the centre of the universe. And I think this is the thing that you have to understand about the politics in New South Wales was completely lopsided by the desire to make Wagga the centre of the universe. Now, not many people shared this dream. I certainly didn't share this dream until I bumped into Glad late one night. We had a few drinks and she got to explaining to me how it would become the centre of the universe. Mm -hmm. And she has changed the entertainment landscape of the, you know, the Wagga area, Mm -hmm. that whole great western part of Sydney incredibly. Mm -hmm. It's old-fashioned people out there having old-fashioned fun and it was largely driven by her chance encounter with uh, Daryl Maguire who is the... Wagga- Vis-
2: visionary, I call Visionary. Mm.
1: Wagga whiz. Now, he usually runs the... Ploughs up the uh, vertical drape beat mm. out there beyond uh, Wagga and Ivanhoe and almost yes. out to Broken Hill. Yeah. And this five-year secret affair that they these two shared has mm. borne so much fruit for that whole area.
2: Well, it's revolutionised play shooting in Australia hasn't it? it? certainly I don't is. know if you've had a chance uh, or an opportunity to have a look at the facilities in Wagga, HG. I have mm-hmm. in Wagga Wagga, and they are absolutely world class. Yeah. Uh, I thought the facilities at Homebush that were put in for the Olympic Games were very, very yeah. good, and they are world class. Yeah. But when you have a look at, uh, at what's happening in Wagga, I tell you what, you just shoot better. You shoot a you lot be- shoot a lot better. And you know... And you feel respected. Mm. You know, you you, you you walk through there and there's an attendant who'll give you a little salute and you feel proud to have a gun, a, a broken gun over your shoulder, ready to shoot. With a box of cartridges. You don't feel stupid. You don't feel out of place. You yeah. feel welcome. welcome. You feel at home. Yeah. You feel normal. And Australian. And Australian. Thank you. Now, can I just... As for the concert hall... The Honestly, the acoustics, I mean, you can talk about the the new acoustics at the concert hall at the Opera, the Opera House. House. Go down to Wagga. Yeah. Wagga Wagga, have a listen there. Honestly, the notes, so much richer. Yeah, the Wagga Wagga Symphony Orchestra
1: is yes. setting the standard for orchestras may in well. Australia. It may well. You know, you talk about good times never felt go so clickety click. You know, you talk about that. They do it beautifully down there. They do. Now, out there. Now, can I just say that? Uh, the Shotgun Museum, which I p- took a particular note of. Yes. It's an excellent facility. So is this it, the
2: one in Tamora or the new one in Wagga Wagga? The
1: new one in Wagga Wagga. Oh, yes, good. They, they have six coffee shops.
2: Do they really? Yeah, six
1: coffee shops. It's employing 90 locals Isn't that to fantastic. be part of the facility. Yes. Uh, the Rifle Range go, speaks for itself, as you point out, best in the world.
2: Well, you get a beautiful coffee there at the Rifle Range, HG. There, there are three baristas dedicated to a clay shooter, Yeah, just a the clay shooter. If you're not a clay shooter, they won't serve you. The recital hall has
1: four coffee shops as well, Good. which is, again, Good. offering tremendous thing. And the 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 blossoming of... Because you've got an orchestra, all of a sudden trombone players are coming out of the woodwork. That's right. People would want to play rugby league or AFL. Now they're blowing on a horn.
2: Well, that's right. And and often, as you'll find musicians, uh, I, I don't know about brass sections, but certainly string sections of your orchestras, uh, have often felt a little... Uh, Embarrassed, wanting to shoot. Um, In Wagga Wagga, it's just a short... I mean, at lunchtime, you you can be practising your Debussy or what have you, Mm -hmm. your Chopin of a morning. At lunchtime, you can duck across the road and have a shoot.
1: Now, can I point out the Shotgun Centre of Excellence, which you alluded to, yes. it's got a pool, Hasn't it's got a spa, been. it's got a gym. Good. Because all these things are central to It sh- sounds like a centre of excellence. Exactly. Mm. And people are coming now to shoot from all over the world. Yes. And this has largely <clears throat> been a development yes. which has been possible because of, a well, a backseat romance between two yes. lost souls, That's let's right. call them,
2: on the road to, you know. On the road to somewhere. <laughs> On the road to somewhere, HG, yes, yes. So... And and, and the new Sydney Football Stadium, I put down to... Daryl and Glenn. Yes. Yes, the it was sort of one of those idle thoughts that just connect and gather pace, gather steam, and you've got the ability to phone up and say, make it happen, mm-hmm. and it does, and suddenly we've got world-class toilets at the Sydney Football Stadium. I
1: know, I know. World-class! <laughs> It's weird how it goes, is know. It? It, for so long it can be not seen yes. and then all of a sudden it just screams to be done.
2: That's right. And it's the way That's it works. Right. And And, can and, I... and always, as you, dream, romance and dreamers, put those two together when you're in a position of power. Stuff happens. And magic happens. It does.
1: It's greater than the sum of its parts. I know. And you come back to the idea that none of this would have really happened mm. uh, with, the, with, with the idea except that somebody was... Keen on Wagga, yes. who knew someone who yes. was keen on power. That's right. And of course, as the uh, ICAC pointed out, you know, yes. there's no law being broken here. No. It's just people doing things that seem to demand respect, right. which wasn't given.
2: That's right. That's and right. I, I find that so un Australian, yes. really. Yes, yes. And of yes. course, the. Well, you've got to be pragmatic in politics, I think, HG. You know, the end justifies the means. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the end. Look what we've got. Mm hmm. Look at those facilities. They're there. They're real. They're real things. They're being used and they're appreciated by the people of Wagga and clay shooters around the world. Now, Now, that would not have happened.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Now, can I point out, leave that aside. That's all set. What I'd like to see now is Volanders, the Mr big of Ireland Racing, come to the party and establish the Berejiklian medal.
2: Oh, a million bad. dollars yes. for the best shooter in Australia under the age of 14. I tell you who'd get behind this, uh, uh, just in terms of lobbying, Shot, Shotgun Mackenzie. Indeed, indeed. A famous shooter from the Wangaratta area. That's right, that's Built right. Built a
1: shotgun facility in the backyard, that's I think, right. at a younger
2: age. That's right. Birds clear yes. it, obviously. Uh, she would be supportive of this, HG. I, absolutely she would. So, so the the... the, the, the What would you call it, the Berejiklian endowment or the.
1: Well, yeah, no, I'm happy with, uh, you know, purse or I'm not sure what the language of shooting is. No, normally. Can I point out that shooting used to be a spectator sport? Yes. Now, this goes back to why shooting is in the Olympics. Oh, yes. And shooting Australia dominated world shooting in those days. No right. surprises there. there were, things well, we were still remember Michael Diamond. Michael Diamond, yeah. yeah. And Russell Marks. Russell Marks. Two yeah. of our greats. Whom we met. Terrific yes. bloke. Yes. And loved to shoot. Loved to shot. Yeah. Now, what I'm trying to encourage is more younger people But yes. getting involved in shooting. Well, they
2: will now. <laughs> they will now. Mm-hmm. And like you, I was concerned. I, I said to you, there's a generational... Missing out. Missing out here. Yeah. I mean, how many kids are putting their hands up saying... Where are the clay? Where's the clay? What do I shoot at? There weren't. You know, I'd go to schools, I didn't get one question about shooting for ages. Subsequently, to what's happened in Wagga Wagga, whenever I go to a public or primary school in Wagga, all the
0: kids, all they want to talk about is shooting. (laughs) The award-winning documentary of rampaging Roy Slaven's final season with the Lithgow Shamrocks has just been released with narration by The Fox, Josh addo Download this rugby league cinematic experience through bludging on the blindside. Roy, uh, obviously the
1: Ashes is... um... Holding everybody's attention because it's such a remarkable series. I mean, what? Uh, you know, who would have thought that wicket keepers would have to begin rugby league tackling yes. in a cloud of orange smoke? Yes, as a sort of a way to get kids in. Now, it's been suggested by two old hands, Michael Vaughan and Kevin Peterson, that the Australians have been far too friendly with the English, and this is causing problems because when it comes when push comes to shove, they don't want to do either. The yeah. English. Yeah. They've got their baseball going and baseball seems to be luring in. I think uh, England, this is uh, Vaughan talking, England yeah. had been far too friendly with Australia this series and it's not the way to go. Mm-hmm. The Ashes is not just another series and it has never been... Has never been. It's a stressful, draining and exhausting thing to be part of. I don't think England are being smart, being so friendly with the Aussies, chatting them up so freely during breaks in play. It all feels, feels too easy and welcoming for Australia. And they're the away team in an Ashes series, but they're being allowed to treat it like it's just another game of cricket. But it's not.
2: It's the Ashes. It is.
1: And then, um, you know... Kevin Kevin Peterson chimed in. It's been shambolic, absolutely shambolic. It's one thing swining around saying this is a wonderful team to play, but this is not Ashes cricket. I played Ashes cricket. Now, are you telling me that Ricky Pony in uh, 2005 is going to be talking to Geraint Jones? You think Michael Vaughan is going to be stood next to Justin Langer and saying, hey, what a cool day? Are you joking? Are you absolutely joking? I just hope that they're in the dressing room now and the England coach has given them the biggest hammering saying it's not good enough. Where do you stand on this one?
2: Well, what you're suggesting, HG, is the attitude that uh, was it Ollie Robinson took out there, gobbing off at uh, Kawaja. That's mm-hmm. the way to go. Is that is that what Peterson and Vaughan are suggesting? That that's that's the way to go to be a bit tudy out there. Right. Well, I... Tudie. Yeah. I thought with the the uh, the uh, the sort of baseball concept was that you just attack all the time. Everything is attack. Uh, you put yourself in a position just just to attack. And this has been their philosophy, which has made for, I, I think, a, a fascinating series. I mean, it really has been engrossing. But uh, the problem is, though, that the English just seem to seem to be shooting themselves in the foot all the time with this uh, overarching philosophy uh, to attack, no matter what the circumstances are, without being sensible. And I think this is what, uh, you know, Vaughan and perhaps Peterson are alluding to, that cricket is a, is a, a shifting... there are shifting sands. Yeah. You know, you play yeah. one way one minute, you play another way a different minute, depending on the circumstances. It could be to do with cloud cover, it could be to do with Rowing. what the ball's doing, yeah. it could be to do with uh, field positions, et cetera, et cetera, or where you are in the game or how you're seeing the ball. Um, but w- when it comes to uh, to attitude, I-, I think the Australians have done the right thing by letting the ball do, in the talk, do the talking and unleashing the uh, bumper barrage. I mean, that that changed the the whole nature of this test. And that's a very old-fashioned tactic. Very old-fashioned. Yeah. I mean, you go back to the 1930s, yeah. you, go, you know. The thing that surprises me is the Leg theory.
1: You go back to leg theory. Le- yes, yes. You know? the, um, I take your point about not being able to change quickly enough. They seem to be mm. stuck on it's all a village fate, really, idea. That's right. of, yes. Whereas they, at some point... Now... Mm. Apropos of nothing, but uh, taunting mm. has come into a discussion about whether it's appropriate in the AFL. Now, this—I, this I, I, is—I this is, don't know where this has come from at all. Something must be going on that I'm not noticing. Yes. But taunting, obviously, you know, what are you looking at? Come over here and say that. Sure. Let's go to the car park if you want to take this—that sort of stuff. Well, I think you, that's always been. In yeah, I know there, that's isn't? the weirdest thing. Is yeah. that must have been going on, and so oh, why? Oh, has. Why have they decided they can't
2: do it anymore? I didn't realise that taunting was now illegal. Is that what you're suggesting, No, HG? it's not.
1: Uh, well, there certainly seems to be a lobby group that's uh, getting ahead of steam up
2: about trying to get rid of taunting in the same way they're getting rid of tackling. Well, you might as well just say get rid of passion. I, I mean, yeah, they're yeah. going to suggest that Collingwood fans go to a game and don't applaud their team or because it days. might upset the opposition. I mean, give me a break.
0: Bludging on the Blind Side is again sponsored by the Tony Archer Whistling School. <laughs> Blow like a pro. And, Roy, uh, the talkback
1: topic of the week.
2: Uh, yes, look, uh, just p- uh, before I well, get there, Oshie, yes. Brad from East Ballin has been in touch. He says, well, with regard to Wagga, he said, it's already happening in Wagga now with a record number of kids signing up to the... McGuire Mackenzie's Centre of Shooting Excellence and they're turning away from the NRL and the AFL in droves. That, no surprises there. No surprises, no surprises there surprises at there. all. You know, I do think people
1: tire of good times and never felt good, no, you know, that sort so of stuff. Too. I mean, it's
2: not much of a yeah. hat to hang on your head, is it? No. Now, Gundy's been touched. He says, uh, such a pity Gladys and Co. didn't put the, those world-class toilets at, uh, into uh, the Leichhardt. Well, uh, I thought that was an absolute vote winner and yeah. would have,
1: you know, But in all fairness, redemptive.
2: in all fairness, I think the uh, the Local inner, inner west council was a little sluggish yeah, getting yes, their plans off no, the They weren't presented. I mean, I don't think the Premier was presented with a plan no, for no, the Leichhardt Oval no. toilets, the preservation of the all of that. And They're,
1: why would not she faded to a morning tea there? Yes, you know, come on down. Let's have a look at where the money's going to be spent. You know, in a couple of photos. I mean, I remember them going over to White Bay to do something with that derelict site there. That's right. I can picture it clearly, and they talked about the rave cave.
2: They did, and stuff like that. Well,
1: that's—it's not a far step from there to Balmain. No,
2: no, no, no. No, you're right. The the inner city, inner west council was sluggish to get going.
1: I would have liked to have seen her approach, say, at the Rave Cave with a, somebody with a plan. Yes. Even though she may not have never thought about it. You yeah, know, sure, there'll be lots of people preventing
2: the toilets from coming onto the agenda. Sure.
1: But people have to take it into their own, you mm. know.
2: They do. They do. Now, uh, last back, last week's talk back, HG, was the question was, should Freddie be given three more years as blues coach? Well, interestingly, HG, there was 90% yes, but this all came from Queensland calls. <laughs> There were no calls, no calls at all from New South Wales, which I found curious. Right. And four from South Australia. Mm. G ups. Well, probably G ups. Mm. Yeah, probably ill-informed.
1: Did you have any um, other write-in candidates? No. Like, see, I saw a write-in candidate for Chuck Mundine to do it.
2: I heard Chuck put his hand uh, up, mm. and I thought, interesting, that could mm. work. Mm. So so odd. Yes, so and odd. Do you, do you it's, think out it's, of the box,
1: left field. I know. And do you
2: think it's just a matter of discipline mm. for the? Yes, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I think we'd have to have a, a serious inquiry as to what's going on and we'd need to sit down with Freddie and the team, you know, Joey, etc., you know, Brandy was... and just just see what the input is, what's been going wrong, how do they see it before we can offer any advice. No, that's
1: true. And uh, just apropos of nothing, you know, people are... Winding up the idea that Freddie is strict, mm-hmm. producing you know tapes of Freddie in the rooms blasting players and so on, mm-hmm. but he, he appears to be a Mr. Hale. Let's have fun.
2: He does, doesn't he? <clears throat> Which is appropriate sometimes, yeah. Depending on the guys you got in front of you. When you're tuning, your they're up fun the lovers. Series. That's great, and you're two up. Everything's great. Mm. But when We're you're under down. the pump <clears throat> and you need a little bit someone a little bit serious, uh, maybe Freddie's not the man. Now, this week's Talk Back, HG, is a simple question. Uh, Should TV presenters stand or be seated? (laughs) You've got a
1: theory, haven't you, that... Unless you sit down, the show hasn't started. The show doesn't start until you sit down, no. So the AFL spends a lot of time with them standing. Yeah. And this is Channel 7, obviously. Do a lot they? Of time with well, them they've got standing. standing up as well. Uh, yeah, but a lot of time sitting down, okay. They have something mm-hmm. called the lab or something like that and they go in the lab, they stand. Oh, when they that. come back to the table, they sit yeah. down.
2: Well, look, I, I'm quite happy to have players like Finchie and Co as they appear on Channel 9 prior to handing over to the team in the UK I'm quite happy for them to stand around and talk if they're taught how to stand. Mm. They don't know what to do. Oh, no, that's true. They just look stupid and awkward. They don't know not you know, there's no focus. Mm. But mm. if they were at a desk mm. and they had maybe a couple of bits of paper in front of them, they'd look as if they knew what they were talking about. And maybe a monitor somewhere. A monitor, and a monitor shot, thank you. It's shot hand, David. Something that looks thought about, considered, uh, you know, a, a, an
1: artistic director's touch. Somewhere to put their hands? Yes. Maybe a glass of water yeah, that they can sip you. from, you a know. pen to hold, a pen, you know, just something. And I was because say, they just look
2: stupid.
1: I mean, maybe the ABC cricket ball. Yes, I don't know if they make that anymore.
2: Well, I think they do. I think Jimmy Maxwell was uh, the, the, the steward of
1: that, wasn't yeah,
2: he, yes, for yeah. many years?
1: The um, that's true. And the, the thing is with people standing is they tend yeah. to not stand still. They want to roam around. They do. And I get. They do. Where's he going? They do. Now?
2: They do. I mean, it all started when uh, news presenters presenters started standing. Yeah, they certainly got rid of that. Well, did they? I thought I saw on the ABC a news presenter standing the other night. i got the shot of my life. I haven't seen that. I, I couldn't listen. I just bellowed at the set.
0: Sit down! Could Rugby League change the world? Those who believe in Rugby League believe so. This is bludging on the blind side. Yes, welcome back to The Bludge.
1: Now, if you want to get involved with The Bludge, uh, text number 0467 That's 0467 Or the old-style way, Hg at abc.net.au. And the following people have Roy.
2: Uh, yes, just on the text, HG, Nick's been in touch. He says, villain. Is it <laughs> possible to be, to be both? Grub Reynolds had his grubbiest best again this season. Bulldogs may be the grubbiest team, followed by the Knights. Tyson Gamble, a new grub on the block, and could challenge Reynolds for Grub of the Year, perhaps. Wow, that's interesting thoughts.
1: A, they're interesting thoughts and. You know, I mean, that's a great conversation starter, isn't it? Mm. Your top six nominations of Grub of the Year. Well, we might call soon for Grub of the Year and uh, nominations for the Verstappen. Well, the Verstappen goes without saying. And, and did he have another
2: win? Mm. Yeah, I think... Yeah, he it didn't make him any more one. likeable. Yeah. No, it doesn't. A uh, so, uh, no-name has suggested uh, that Billy Slater's comment, we do because we are, appears to be a reworking of Descartes' I think therefore I am which apparently confirms our existence, is Billy saying that actions are much more important than thoughts and this is the key to Queensland's success and therefore New South Wales need to think less. That's interesting, isn't it? Well, I've a always to... said thought is your enemy in rugby league. Yes. Well, thought is your enemy in any sport. I mean, you speak to a clay shooter.
1: Oh, blank mind. Blank mind. You've got to be yeah. blank.
2: Yeah, you've got to play That's what, what said in to Michael you Michael How do you do it? He says, I
1: don't think. Yeah.
2: Because if you think you're, you're gone. Yeah, yeah,
1: you think it's going to come left, oh, right. all of a sudden it comes from the right.
2: That's point. right. Mm. That's right. You've just got to be what they call or what we used to call in the moment. Yes, in the moment. In yeah. the moment. And yeah. in the moment means no thought. Yeah. And play what's in front of you. Play what's in front of you. Mm. That's mm. it. Play with your eyes. Yeah. That's play where with baseball things. comes unstuck. It with, does. It? it plays what Well, that's there. where philosophy becomes a problem. Mm. If, already you're thinking. Yeah, already you're thinking. Yeah. yeah I've got to attack. Mm. As soon as you're thinking that, you're done. Mm. You're gone. Mm. Now, this comes from Grant from Collaroy, HG. He says, happy rugby league to you and your families. Thank you very much. With the impending Las Vegas Rugby League Gala Day fast approaching, what an ideal opportunity for the government to improve our Australian children's international mathematical reputational, re- reputation and standards. Yes. In my opinion, in relation to mathematics, for too long kids have been able to say... When will I ever need to use that? Mm -hmm. Las Vegas gives all parents and educators a brilliant example of maths in use. Combining every Aussie kid's love of rugby league and punting, the Federal Education Department has an uh, enthused captive audience and can easily merge the two subjects into next year's NAPLAN testing cycle. (laughs) Now, he suggested a couple of questions here. Oh, yes, good. Um, This would be a Year 3 question. Mm -hmm. Las Vegas is 17 hours behind Sydney... If kickoff is happening at 7pm Las Vegas time, what will be the latest you'll be able to place the same game multi on the game in <laughs> Sydney to ensure your bet is taken? That's an excellent question. Terrific question. That is really good. A Year 9 question. A return airfare to Los, Va- Los Angeles costs 1,796 Australian dollars. That's a good price. A, car, a higher car for five days is United States dollar 540, including taxes and insurance. Accommodation at the New York. New York Hotel is $262 per night, US dollars. Given an exchange rate of US dollars, 66 Australian cents, how much would you need to spend in Australian dollars on flights, transport and accommodation in order to watch the South's V Manly game? And a
1: further question, a
2: supplementary question yes. is, how much would you have to put through to get your fare
1: paid for by the Las Vegas punting community?
2: Yes, well,
1: fantastic ideas. Mm. So are you suggesting that STEM becomes STEM G? Yes.
2: So the extra bit is gambling. That's it. Mm. This comes from Callum. Uh, he just says here, which is I found disturbing, he says, I'm worried what kind of trouble Billy Slater using bushfires to hype up the maroons is going to cause. A few sickos might start lighting a few in New South Wales and say, I'm just trying to help to fire up the blues. <laughs> that's a disturbing thing. That is a country. very disturbing thing, isn't it? Yes, very disturbing. disturbing.
1: Harder to get a flood together.
2: Yes. But almost c- impossible.
1: Yeah. But you could see
2: Yeah, I know, I know. Don't um, don't bother. No, no, yet. that's
1: right. No, don't want to give people ideas. Uh
2: this comes from Trev. Um, Now, he says there's no point continuing to set one team who knows how to play rugby league, i.e. the Maroons, against another team that has no idea how to play rugby league, the Blues. Yeah, fair enough. Pointless. Mm. The limited state of origin contest for now is a farce and needs life-giving care and a recovery programme. Now he's th- suggesting the hapless hopeless blues can rebuild to state of origin confidence and a legitimate force by playing against rugby league teams from Tasmania, ah. Western Australia, and when they're ready, South Australia. After at least 5 rounds or 5 years of these blues v the states that aren't Queensland in uh, in state of origin games, there'll be a reason to think about playing about New South Wales playing Queensland. I think we've raised this in the past. I think that, we have. That it's madness for people thinking of
1: Pacifica and places yes. like that as their development areas. Tasmania's mm. the development area. It is. Because New South Wales could beat Tasmania, I think. I think we could. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Oh, of course. Yeah, we oh, we'd oh, I mean, oh, you know, be able to do what it. Are we think it. Of course yeah, they
2: I don't don't know. would. Yeah. Whoa. Well, uh, <laughs> I know. There's I know. a bit of doubt, isn't it? There, there's certainly a bit God, of I hate doubt.
1: doubt. Do you know what? I, I, look, worries, what worries me is the what I call the away game for the Blues the down at, uh, you know, Macquarie Point there when it's called Oh, yeah. The yeah. Cenotaph oh, yeah. facility. It would yeah. just worry me. I'd just be on tenor hooks for the whole night. Mm. be different if they were
2: playing at, say, Wagga. Well, that's true. I do, look, you know, I don't know what the facilities are like at <laughs> Wagga. Is there any talk of a stadium for Wagga, HG? Historically,
1: or? I think they they got sidetracked into putting a stadium into Orange as a vote winner, but they lost that uh, seat as well. So okay. this is going back a couple of years, so yeah. I don't know what the future is. Is Wagga so.
2: uh, Does an independent represent Wagga at the moment or is it... Whoa. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. That will stretch my... I know. I think that's but, right. but I would love to see a stadium in Wagga mm-hmm. with a roof. Isn't that great? That yeah, is forward thinking. It is a isn't stadium it? with a roof. With a roof, yeah, yeah. I think that's the way to go. This comes from uh, Xavier. He says, "I was watching the World Test Final a couple of weeks ago, gasping for air and wallowing in the torrential downpour being spouted by Hayden and Langer."
1: Oh yeah, the off stump people.
2: Yes. When Hados used a term that struck terror into my heart, he referred to our cricketers as Team Australia. This distinctly Olympic phrasing has me fearful that Hados is eyeing off commentary at Paris 2024. I'm confident that I speak on behalf of all quiet, decent Aussie Olympic freaks in saying I'd rather not have to watch the action from the 33rd Olympiad in full scuba gear with a roof-high stack of towels on hand at all times could you please exert any and all influence you have with Channel 7, the AOC and the IOC to ensure this doesn't happen? Well, we'll do our best.
1: Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk and we we'll certainly send a text or two.
2: Yes. To the right areas. Yes. I encourage all Australians who are interested to get in touch with the AOC and say... Enough. We don't want HADOS. Yeah.
1: Now, just an update on the the political status of Wagga Wagga. Mm-hmm. It's held by an independent,
2: Good. Dr. Jay McGurr. And do we know how Jay McGurr feels about a stadium? Uh, he's a very pro-stadium. Good. And, uh, with a roof?
1: With a roof, yep, Good. yep, yep, 30,000-seater. It'd fill that gap between here and the trip to Adelaide it quite would. nicely. It would. Once Adelaide get up and
2: running in the rugby yes. league. Yes, 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 quite right. Uh she, uh, no, there was just... Uh, now, this uh, came through today, which I think is very exciting. This has come from Max from Gunning, who's been oh, a, gunning really, a regular correspondent. And we re- Could you get a nice cup of coffee in th- Gunning? Thanks very much. I was going to say, we remind the audience every time we
1: talk about Gunning about how great it is.
2: Mm. And it's not that far a drive, really, if you're living in Gunning and you wanted to get to the... Swagger Stadium to watch a good game of rugby league. Mm, it's origin rugby league. Would only take a couple of hours. Yeah, people would do Lovely that. Lovely drive. Yeah. Beautiful countryside. Um, just head down towards. Uh, just head south. Mm. Now, one,
1: one thing is, I oh, know the road to Gundagai you'd take. And one thing I was thinking about, maybe Origin in the future could be played in the afternoon. Yes, it could. To enable people and kids to get yes. home in time for school the next exactly.
2: day. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Well, Max says, uh, I'm very excited to report that your fearless expose on the parlous state of the Canberra Stadium toilets Mm -hmm. and facilities on last Saturday's bludge has embarrassed the ACT government into allocating $502 million towards a new Canberra Stadium. What? It appears your (laughs) podcast spread to the nation's capital like wildfire and your toilet spray was picked up and quoted at length by the Canberra Times on Monday. By Thursday, the Bar government had obviously folded to the relentless pressure the story had created and backed into a putrid corner. They coughed up the half billion required for decent dunnies and facilities. Are well, they... that's great news, Max, but I don't know if 502 million is going to do it. Well, and... and... <clears throat> Is that, I don't. Is that all... I mean, kind of, I haven't had a close look at it. I don't know. No, we haven't. proposals. We haven't,
1: no. Handrails cost expensive and toilets, etc. Now, yeah. what I want to know is, is that all funded from the ACT government? I don't know. I didn't realise they were that cashed up. Nor did I.
2: That's a big... Nor did I. Half a bill. Half a billion dollars, yes, yes. You might
1: be able to get some help from tradies doing a few days' work for free. You on, might. On the
2: weekend. You might. You know, maybe a concrete layer. It's been a fair while since we've been to Canberra Stadium. Yeah, I think the last time we were there, we were shown around by Glenn Lazarus. We were. Before he was a senator. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, and it, I don't recall the coming up as an agenda item. No, no, because back in those days, people were prepared to accept harsher conditions...
1: Weren't they? I think that's true and fair.
2: And yeah. Mm. But but these days, people's expectations when they go to the smallest room are uh, wild.
0: In trouble again, on and off the paddock? Well, the legal firm of Burgess and Colomatangi, the Sider specialists, can represent you at the tribunal from a simple high shot <laughs> to murder. Contact them through bludging on the blind side. Now, <coughs> right. just as an
2: aside, is she yes. uh, someone's suggesting that Matty and Andrew Johns were inducted into the Cessnock Hall of Fame last week? Isn't that great news? Is, is that a news. G up or is that... No, it's probably right.
1: Remember, of course, is that Matty and uh, Andrew aren't yeah. talking no, at the moment. No, they're not. Andrew's they're away not. doing work on, you know, fundraising work on the central... North uh, North Coast
2: in New That's South right. Wales. That's right. Yeah. And Matty's got overcommitted. He does. He is. Um, yeah. Still, so they the, turned up at Cessnock and accepted their brass plaques. Apparently, isn't that great news? So that could be a hands across the water moment. For
1: yes. I, it, I
2: don't like it when brothers fall out. No.
1: Or especially brothers in rugby league. Brothers in league. Yes. Yes. yes.
2: Exactly.
1: Now, <clears throat> coming back to that story we raised concerning Rhys Walsh and the oh the
2: gobbing off man.
1: Yeah, the fruity language. Mm. Uh, obviously, I can't use this language on air. No. I mean, uh, otherwise, it'd be my last broadcast. It would. Uh, but words that begin with F and C. But I'm just wondering if, and of course, when it came to the tribunal, mm. the players who were called before the tribunal uh, were very embarrassed about having to repeat what they heard because oh, they didn't dear. say it. Dear. So I heard him say, blah 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 blah
2: So they had to use these dirty Norse words. Dirty words, words. Yes. In a public context before the tribunal or before the inquiry. Now, as
1: you point out, the only place you can get a good bit of blue is either a rugby league match yes. these days, a rugby league match, or at a tribunal hearing. Yes. And again, it was a lost opportunity to invite the public in and have a listen to what players have been getting up to, yes. you know. Now, I'm just wondering if we need to change the language here and suggest, you know, that one word could be called toxic salmon, Yes. So he said, you're a toxic salmon, and people would know what he meant. Oh, yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? A sort of code. Code. Sort of, yes, code. Yes, and yeah. then that could be printed in the paper so as people knew right. that, well, you know, online or, you know, TikTok, yes. uh, TikTok it out there that, uh, you know. And would
2: there be a sort of legend somewhere, HG, where you could uh, look, it up? look it up and I'm see sure what, what an does that mean? Yeah, oh, and, and I it see. might
1: change. Yeah. Sure. You know, get, it, what I'm describing is an extra dimension sure. to rugby league and understanding because it is yeah. a problem when – People blast off. And I did see uh, somebody said this was disturbing, was that um, I think it might have been the Sneezeby's paper got this. Uh, You know, they need to, this is referees need to be empowered to tolerate any, not to tolerate any dissent. And then the writer asked, can we imagine how former referee Bill Harrigan would have handled these remarks? Well,
2: Bill wouldn't have taken any dirty language. He would have
1: just pointed the bin. and said, sent
2: them straight off.
1: Yeah. Uh, Mostly, though, responsibility should fall on the players who could do worse than go to a junior football match and watch our parents and their children speak to referees, most of whom are either volunteers or teenagers. This week I was told about a recent rugby league match being abandoned because of the abuse of the referee. Age group under six. Oh, no. See? What the senior players do filters out. You've observed this for many, many years. Well, you're
2: you're (laughs) talking... This is role models you're talking role about, models. isn't it? Isn't it, HG? Mm. So, really, R- Reese Robinson should apologise to all those kids. Who had their footy fun yes. taken away yes. from them because of abusive language. That's right. And perhaps as a punishment, he should be asked to referee under six, under 10s, under 12s for, you know. So, six months. Six months just to cool his heels and get a perspective. Perspective, that's right. And learn about respect. And learn about respect. Yeah, the referee and respect.
1: That's right. See how he likes it. Now we come to the issue of the week, and this is an extremely difficult issue, so I hope I can do this justice. Yes. The AFL and the NRL uh, sell the rights to the matches to the TV stations for quite a lot of money. They do. The TV stations then on-sell the gaps between bits of play to advertisers who make ads to go in there. Yep. One of the major dominant areas of advertising is gambling. Yep. Now, we have a series of reports coming to the uh, Albanese government. To, uh, so they're going to commit a comprehensive ban. They're suggesting a comprehensive ban across all sectors within the next three years. Now, would this mean, and I, you may not know the answer to this, on TikTok, on uh, social media, on online and on television? Now, the responsible wagering Australia, a body I hadn't heard of before, uh, that represents gambling giants, including sports bets, points spent, lab broke, neds, et cetera, said the proposal, one of 31 recommendations raised by the House of Representatives, Standing Committee on Social Policy and Legal Affairs, was a step too far, jeopardising the future of sporting codes and local broadcasters. Right. Now, I've got no idea of how much money Mm. comes into the NRL and AFL through selling off the rights Two television stations so as gambling ads can be carried by those stations. Yep. But it's a significant amount of money.
2: Yes.
1: So is where you're looking at the possibility of shows which people love, mm-hmm. obviously football programs that people love, you know, all those great ones, you know, Footy Classified, you know, yes. AFL 360. I know some of those are on Fox, et cetera, yep. but, or, you know, now appear on KO. Yep. Uh, but other programs which people love like Love Island, Yes. Uh, you know, Dancing with the Stars. Mm. It, won't it be great to see Matt Patterson go round in the tux? It'll be just fantastic in the mirror ball and You can't wait. Yep. And then uh, you know other shows like, <clears> uh, you know, oh, I don't know, name yeah. them. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <coughs> yep. Neighbours if it was on still for argument's right. sake, which has been pushed, I know, out yep. to online. So all these things would be threatened by this lack of income. Mm. Now,
2: what well, it jeopardises as well, what disturbed me when I did hear the rumour that turned into be more than a rumour subsequently about this, it worried me about the Las Vegas push, HG. But I mean, the whole idea of getting Rugby League in Las Vegas is for people to bet on the games. I know. Now, if we've got to be coy about betting on Rugby League, I mean, why are we, why are we going to Las Vegas? Las Vegas now. Well,
1: and can I ask, is are they going to invent a new language? Mm. I do notice that the tab changes the word from bet. Now they're talking about play. So they'll get some other, you know, if you, d- oh, you euphemism do a, euphemism. That's right. right. Is that what's going to happen? Right. You know, it's going to be code, as you point out.
2: Yeah. Now, yeah. Wasn't there a a similar sort of philosophical difficulty, existential difficulty, when uh, cigarette advertising was removed forcefully uh, from sporting? You know, it used to be the Winfield Cup. Yes. Benton and Hedges used to support cricket cricket and all of that. That's all gone. Well, that's all gone. And at the time, there were a lot of people crying, saying this is going to be the end of sport as we know it. Well, it wasn't. O- other sponsors stepped in, you know, Cadbury's, um, Ample, yeah. Yeah, well, known. you know, people like that. And it's better than ever. And again, the, the, the interesting philosophical thing here is, though, HG, is that uh, if you don't have the advertising and in-your-face gambling advertising, that there might be a, an upcoming generation of kids that just might miss the boat completely. That's my fear. I I
1: understand. And so when they become adults, they won't put back into the community. No, they won't know what gambling is. Yeah, and they won't know how to contribute to the community because that's the main way that people today contribute to the community. Well, that's right. Now, can I just uh, say, are you worried about non-scripted drama? Are you worried about uh, fictional content? Are you worried about current affairs, news in -hmm. certain things? Not being able to carry gambling ads will just disappear though. Yeah. And we'll have images of, uh, you know, what we call slow TV. Sure. A tree growing. Yeah. Because that won't cost them anything to put on.
2: No, that's true.
1: No one have to put ads between it.
2: That's true. That's true. Well, you're seeing that sort of program every now and again, actually. Didn't someone strap a camera to the uh, gun? They did. That
1: was tremendous. Well, great show, wasn't oh, no, it? Great
2: show. I actually find it, found it quite engaging. Yeah. yeah. well, wait till you see a tree grow. It's fantastic. I haven't seen
1: that show. <laughs> <laughs> now... The AFL's Chief Financial Officer and General Manager of Broadcasting and clubs, Mm -hmm. Travis Auld, uh, yesterday said it's too early for the league to have a response and it had been consulting with the federal government about how the changes would work. Mm That will be interesting to be in those meetings. Any changes we make, the consequences of those changes need to be well thought through and well understood. He said money from wagering firms was part of the AFL's infrastructure. Yes. Helping the competition keep its prices low. Well, people would argue they haven't done a very good job of that seems to cost a fortune to go to the f- any football match. I mean, I, mean he's not, I know he's talking about the AFL, yeah. but any football match seems to cost you an arm and a leg a as well as invest in the game at the grassroots and keep home employed. Mm. The AFL has spent $8 million a year with sports bet. Wow. Sorry, the AFL has an $8 million a year with sports bet alone. Right. So there's two prongs here. There's the television money mm. plus the rights mm. to allow people to bet on the Mm. games themselves. Yes. So now this is where you get into trouble in America Mm. because if there's no return on that bit of the investment... That's right. I mean, what are they going to do? I don't know. Do you think it would be wise to say, okay, Mm. uh, we understand the problem, television. Mm. Why don't you allocate three shows where you can have ads that relate to gambling? Yes. Now parents would know to avoid those shows. They yes. might be a, there might be a watershed thing, and they could come on at say nine o'clock at night for half an hour. Yep. I'm not sure what the show would be. Let's say Dancing with the Stars. That's right, I can say. Sure. Because you can get probably get a bet on that, so there'd be some interest there. That's right. Uh, so they would uh, that would be an hour show probably, so they can have ads about the weekend sport, the yes. rugby league, uh, racing, and stuff like sure. that. But then it stops. And that's so as there's it's compartmentalized and boxed up yes. in that way. Do you think that could work?
2: Well, that could work. Actually. I'm thinking as well, you know, with the uh, multi platforms that uh, channels have now, you know, channel nine, one, yes, two, three, four, ten, five, and so on. All of that, they're all great. <laughs> um, <laughs> perhaps if there was uh, a dedicated gambling channel that you had to have a code to access. Ooh. Or, a, a, total a, or gamble, a, a total gambling channel just dedicated to gambling 24-7. Mm-hmm. That could be of interest. And, and, and pro- that could be a nice earner. Now, could the programs be sport? Well, no program. There's just gambling. <laughs> right? So, so I, a series I, I, of I, numbers come across and you can either get on board with, you know, or not. It's now, up to you. You can gamble on anything anywhere in the world. Yeah. Now I think that's
1: possible with an app, but yeah. what I was thinking of more would be would it involve things like uh, these numbers come up? Or what number am I thinking of? That sort of idea. Sure. So I would have some
2: personality component. Oh, there'd be a say, host. A host. There'd be a host, you know. Hello everyone. Welcome to gambling. Australia. Australia. Now, are you ready? Let's go. What first number thing is race ten. You know, wait, yeah,
1: you go? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Let's go, dogs. Here yeah. we come. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And now An we're yeah. off to Gawler.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. So much content, so much content, yeah, yes, that's
1: right. <laughs> yes, well, I hadn't thought of that. That's a very good idea,
2: yeah. yeah. And, and you could get spin offs, you know, families get involved, uh, one family versus another family, an Adelaide family against a Brisbane family. How much have you bet this week? Well, we bet 50 bucks, we bet 100 bucks. How much did you get back? Well, we won more, yeah. And so, you win something, you win a trophy each week, gambler of the week, gambling family of the week,
1: and you're doing exactly what I thought of winners, winners. The number one target for this audience in terms yes. of presenters and
2: what you show are people winning. That's right. That, that That's right. So it could be a sort of feel-good channel as much as anything else, couldn't it? Now, speaking of
1: feel-good channels, I, I do think that there's an existential problem here, although, as you point out, smoking was... Uh, it was. ...considered a, Essential in, for sport. Yeah, essential for sport. But yeah. then it disappears and something else comes in its place. That's Right.
2: That's, that's right. I mean, it could be electric vehicles might step in.
1: Oh, what a good idea that is. Oh, I mean, I don't know.
2: It just and, might.
1: And I remember once the, I think it was the last Ashes Tour of Australia, yeah. so a couple of years ago, was yeah. sponsored by Magellan, and I still don't know what Magellan does. What, their financial company? I think that's right,
2: yes. What they did, nobody knew. It was a bit like PricewaterhouseCoopers. They were up in that area, weren't they? Well, steady. Uh, well, I, mean, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I don't Sports think they is. had any government contracts, but... Uh, <laughs> But, but they were people who advised in financial matters. Yes, but, uh, you know... But to whom, I don't know. Exactly. Not Not to you or me. No,
1: exactly. They're that's heavy hitters. People, yeah. you know, your Twiggy Forests, those yeah. sort of people. Twiggy Forests, perfect. So then you get these, as you point out, electric vehicles could be an ideal thing and yes. maybe that's where we've got to look. Or window makers or Australia's greatest doors or whatever. Yes. I don't care.
2: That's right. Um, yes, yeah.
1: That wouldn't take long to move, though. No. Well, but,
2: but, uh, but that is the spirit of capitalism, isn't it? That where there's a vacuum, something will step up, something will come in. I mean, it, it could be a, a shoemaker. A shoemaker? Yes.
1: <laughs> well, you mean like clerks? Clarks, yes. Why
2: not Clarks?
1: The desert boot is back. Yes. Well, there you are. Mm. There's your ad. Now... This is, this is where it gets a bit complicated. Mm-hmm. Network 10 has lost the broadcast rights to the Melbourne Cup in a major change to the telecasting of the race that stops the nation. Now, the Murdoch press got this. Oh, yes. Sources said 10 have been eliminated from the bidding for the Cup, which is now a straight race between 7 and 9. God, I hope 7 get it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be great to see Haim talking to jockeys? Oh, I'd love that. Mm-hmm. I'd love that. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, he'd be great. Mm-hmm. James McDonald, yeah. take us through it. Three minutes, 27. Yeah use the whip twice. Came first. Won the money.
0: Take us through it. <laughs> the Gypsy Doodler of the Year is the most exciting rugby league contest in the world. Vote for the Doodler in three categories throughout the season. Follow your selections with weekly updates on Bludging on the Blind Side. Well, Tom from Crookhaven Park
2: suggests uh, dabble might be an alternative dabble, word to bet. Dabble, that's lovely. Dabble's nice, isn't it? Tom? Dabble.
1: I know flutter is used, but that's... Mm. People now accept that as betting, but...
2: Yeah, dabble, dabble. with Daryl. There's a great show. Phew. That could work.
1: That's really good. Coming coming good back night. to this um, problem that Ten have got with, you know, losing the mm. cup to Hame. Uh, Haymes Channel, yep. wagering giant Tabcorp, which is running the rights uh, process for the Victorian Racing Club, mm-hmm. is keen to uh, for the race to be higher on a higher rating like 7 or 9 yep. from 2024 onwards, as you would expect. Yes. Because it's more valuable, obviously. Sure. Ratings being the fuel of all of this. Yep. Ten management hit out at Tabcorp saying it had declined an invitation from Tabcorp and the VRC to progress further in the process to secure the rights and expects concern that a betting company was involved in broadcast talks. It's nice. grim, isn't it? Isn't it? A betting company involved. Where well, is this going to end? Yeah. betting company involved in broadcast talks. Yeah. Throughout the course of the current negotiations, it became clear that the nature of the agreement between Cab Corp and the VRC would require a move towards a core racing and wagering-focused broadcast product, Ten said. Unlike those great programs Ten has. No, mm. yeah. Well, they've got the project...
2: Yes. Um I don't know got how do that helps gambling no. unless you get a guest in that makes recommendations About and suggestions. Dabbling, dabbling about, this week. Yes.
1: Dabbling with Daryl.
2: Yes. How to earn a fortune this week. Here's our guest. Come mm. on in, Daryl. Mm. Yeah. Well look, race two's looking pretty good.
1: <laughs> or the tips bookies don't want you to know about. You know, something like that, sort yes. of twist it around, That's you know, right. make a news content idea. Yes, yes.
2: And th- there are there are groups, actually, I believe that some horses are given ratings. They are. There's a whole ratings network. Which ratings Which is network. baffling to me. Ratings with Ron. Oh, I didn't know about ratings with Ron. No, it's something new. Right. <laughs> okay. Mm. So each horse gets a rating and, and you don't have to think about Anything, you just follow the ratings.
1: You can if you want to, yeah, yes, your own judgement. And you're
2: guaranteed wins. Oh, wins. What? Yeah.
1: So given this likely change in focus combined with commercial constraints of the future agreement, Network 10 considered the preferences of its viewers and advertisers Mm. and politely declined to move forward with the process. So Ah. 10 effectively walked away and let AIM have a go. Right. Okay. Now wait for it. 10 is in the final year of its record-breaking hundred million five-year cash and contra deal to broadcast the cup uh, to free-to-air on free-to-air, but has been mm-hmm. criticised for relatively low. Oh, leave that. That's rubbish. Now that gives you an idea of what its value. Yeah. A hundred million dollars was what the betting companies slash
2: mm-hmm.
1: betting companies etc. Slash yeah, yeah. were prepared, racing organisation were prepared to pay ten yeah. for a dud rating show. Imagine what they'd pay for one that really worked. Really
2: worked. Yeah. That's astonishing amount of money, isn't it?
1: Well it's twenty million a year. Yeah. Basically, to put a race on air. Yeah. It's and
2: how long does it take again? Three was it three, three minutes. minutes 20, seconds, twenty seconds. Yeah. Two hits. To came first, <laughs> take us through um, it. someone suggests she, which is not a bad idea, to um if so with your newsreaders, let's say Peter Overton on Channel Nine. Mm-hmm. That'd be nine in Sydney. I don't know who uh, is doing Channel Nine. Right, terrific, reader.
1: That's the Sneezeby Network, is That's it? That's
2: Sneezeby's network, yeah. yes. He's yes. a tremendous
1: job, isn't he? I don't know how he finds time.
2: Nor me. Because he, he seems to be there seven nights a week. I don't know when he, he gets any time off. Poor old Peter. He must have no home life whatsoever. Must get a lot done in the morning, I suggest. He, he writes his own stories. Does he really? Often
1: films his own stuff Does as he well. really? I think he operates the cameras now. Yeah, oh, really? He's the robots, but he presses sure. the buttons.
2: sure. Well, I'm su- suggesting something like if, say, uh, Peter Overton had a a, a a card, a playing card in his pocket and people had to bet. bet on what the card will be that will come out of Peter's pocket just before crossing to uh, the weather. Mm-hmm. So just before the weather, he pulls the card out. And tonight's card is... The King of Diamonds. King of Diamonds. And you've
1: got a 50-in-one chance of That's getting or 52 it. Or 52-in-one chance That's of right. getting it. That's so right. So the people have got that. That's Split right. The-
2: and at home you can get your bet on up until the announcement of coming up will be the weather.
0: <laughs> the Rugby League Party allows people to dream, allows people to feel safe... Guarantees public housing and full employment and the certain promise of a certain future. Next time you vote, vote one. Rugby league. I think in fairness though, sometime on this channel,
2: mm-hmm. you know, or not a gambling show, the yeah, gambling or, channel. I was
1: thinking of Channel 9 News too. Which oh is, yeah. O- Ob- o-
2: Overton's card.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Peter o- O's card.
1: Yeah. Now. They should show some, let's say they had winners, quite a lot of winners obviously maybe, but every hmm. for every ten winners there'd be one down in the dump story. Uh, about well, no, we don't
2: need too many of those. Well. You'd put that consign that to a current affair, wouldn't you? you get a little uh, Alison Langdon onto that one and this week's loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we lost a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I looked at Peter's card and I, I just felt it was going to be the ace of clubs but it wasn't. And we put everything on it and, you know, we didn't work. Mm. Would you – see, one thing that worries me is yes. that if
1: you say gambling as in how are you defining gambling, Is that involving odds. Mm. Oh, here I go. Yeah. Okay, so already I've noticed there's an avalanche of ads already creeping on. I mean, yes. I don't look at the ads particularly, but just they just pass me by in a they passing do. parade. But already there's an enormous amount of uh, – Ads for scratch and match. Yes. For lotto. Yes. Uh, for different forms of gambling yes. which don't require odds. Not, right. You just buy the ticket and…
2: That's right. Yeah. Uh, do they do, the, the ticket does all the work for you. Yeah, the heavy That's lifting. It takes, takes the heavy lifting out of yeah. it, yes.
1: Or, and that great one, which is betting on the numbers that'll come up in lotto. Oh, yeah. You know, which I think is sure. an American thing. But right. uh, So yeah. what I'm indicating here, is all that going as well? Hmm. Oh, and have they thought I this through so. in Canberra? Have they thought this through? Yeah. As in.
2: You mean you won't be able to have ads for, for Scratch lotteries anymore?
1: Is well, that what you mean? I don't think you'd How be. How are we going to pay for Bloody Opera House and stuff like that? Infrastructure. Or, I tell you what, I've made some program for this, and I should admit this, mm-hmm. is using uh, Lottery West money. You may have well done so too. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, television program.
2: <clears throat> right.
1: And. Uh, Great results. Yes. Great results. Right. As in terms of, uh, you know, people got paid and a yes. certain some amount of certainty involved. Right. Because they have such a interest in lotteries there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. now, are we knocking all that on the head? We can't ban it because as soon as you ban it, people will do
2: it. Well, it will go straight to the dark net, won't I
1: it? I know. Or the lucky envelope system. Or well, the lucky envelopes.
2: I know. It's good, isn't it? That what Overton should do. A lucky envelope. Peter's lucky envelope. Mm. Wow, what after his card? What after the weather? I'll be back with the lucky envelope. <laughs> That's not bad. It's starting to take sure shape. Or is. <coughs> Whoa.
1: Okay. Now, just so... What I don't want to see is banning one thing which creates an avalanche of something which they hadn't thought of. So it
2: starts a problem elsewhere. Yeah,
1: good on you. Good on you. Bushfires break out all over the they place, do. unintended consequences. Okay.
2: We know that gambling is always going to be here. We've just got to manage it. Yeah, exactly. Manage it. Yeah. So I'm happy for so television I need gambling. sensible reform, much in the manner of sensible
0: reform when it comes to poker machines.
1: Ah, where, where are we up to with that? Oh,
0: I don't know. Common question... Did the ancient Sumerians play rugby league? There is no evidence. It is thought the Romans played the earliest form of rugby league during the time of Augustus. Historian Pliny describes a match played in 4 BCE. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, back to
1: a couple of uh, hot topics in rugby league. There's a suggestion that the Newtown Jets could be sent to Perth
2: be a nice fit,
1: wouldn't it? Yeah, tight fit. So this is yeah, a, a yeah. club that was a st- foundation club. Foundation club, yeah.
2: 1908.
1: Yep. Won the premiership 1910, 1933, 1943. Yep. Became known as the Jets in 73. Yep. Uh Given the club's... They were box- the blue bags back blue in bags, in Yeah, but given mm. they were close to Sydney Airport, mm. tight fit. hmm Club faced major financial problems from 1970s and their financial ways saw them booted out of the competition at the end of 1983. Yeah. Now... Yep. yeah. Currently, I bet you they're not alone with financial problems.
2: No, they wouldn't be. So the... Well, that's et- lovely. That's great for Western Australia, isn't it, to so buy a little bit of history. Buy a little bit of history and reheat that history. Reheat that history and give it a sort of West Australian
1: twang. That's a beautifully way of, a beautiful way of putting it. Mm. Now, th- there's are images, or there are images, I know, of the Prime Minister, who's a mad rabbit's man, yes. in the blue bag's jumper.
2: Ah. So he's... Well, he, he's... he's steeped in rugby league history. He is. Loves his rugby league history. And certainly he would uh, be someone who would be forward in promoting the Jets in Western Australia. He'd certainly turn up to Perth and be there
1: when when, when the
2: Jets run out for the first time.
1: He would. Uh, And Jets, what a great name for a team. Yeah. And then we have the Bears. Yeah. And there is some suggestion, and this is also, I understand, supported by the boss. Yeah. Uh, of having a team based in the Pacifica, good. Uh, a collection of uh, this Solomon's team, HG or Solomon's at PNG, PNG, but mm. it wouldn't have any. It would have a particular focus because it would draw players from there, but it wouldn't limit itself to there. So no. if Matthew Lodge, for instance, just to pick a name, yes. was offered a start sure. in the Pacifica side, he'd be mad not to take it. That's right. And so it or could Luke take, Brooks, for Luke example. Brooks, yes, yeah, exactly, sure. exactly. Yeah, so yeah, it would yep. become a team like any other. Yep. But it would have have a focus mm-hmm. in a terms of, it's a geographic focus in yes. the same way as you know St George Illawarra has a geographic yes. focus or the Brisbane Broncos yes. in the Pacific area that's right so it would be be matches
2: po- played there perhaps exactly. not every week but uh, every couple of weeks that's right yeah that's right which would generate a hell of a lot of interest not only in the say in in Papua New Guinea but in Solomon's and all through the Pacific
1: it would and I understand the idea here is it would counteract the, I don't know how this works, mm. the influence of China no, in it some would. weird way.
2: It would. It would. Um, because China has no relationship with rugby league. They don't. <laughs> they don't and that's a fact. That's a fact. I mean, you can go to Shanghai. I've been to Shanghai. You know, on not j- a whisper. J- not a whisper about rugby league. Mm. Even though I, I sat on one of the main streets, I did, uh, on the bun there, I sat there with a big sign saying, rugby league, ask a question. And it was written in Chinese. They knew what it was about. Not one question. Yeah. I sat there for two days. And
1: then you put up a sign, Aussie bok choy, ask me a question.
2: Cues forming. I know. I know. Exactly. I know. Exactly. The so there's no the penetration of rugby league there. And they'd be baffled by rugby league. They oh. would. Oh. And they'd be fearful of it. They would. But... You've got to be careful about how they might react to rugby league. Let's hope they don't overreact. Yes, that would be my way. By sending in boats and you know, yeah. satellites and things mm. of that nature. Mm. Spies. Spies, thanks. Now, are these... Planting players, is that what you mean? Planting players? Well, I... I... Oh, Planting
1: they... players? Who would sell rugby league down the... Who'd tell stories.
2: Report a... back to...
1: Yeah, or, you know, do the even worse, like I... not try. Oh, yeah. Try training, but then not try when it came to playing, and just start the results. Oh yeah, well that could happen. <clears throat> now, I uh, I just set those things out there because yeah. the the whole thing is sort of taking... well, there's a
2: geopolitical dimension to rugby league now. Exactly. That's what you're getting. At, isn't <laughs> exactly,
1: it? that's exactly. You can't just wander around. You can't and play deny games. it.
2: You can't be in denial. We can't be a head in the sand. No. The world is changing in front of our eyes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Punning's one thing. China, China's another. 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 I, I've got to be honest here is, is that I'm not completely convinced mm-hmm. that going to America with this pro-gambling policy yeah. I, is quite the right note to be setting there. Well, it's not
2: right now, isn't it? I mean, the landscape has changed very, very quickly. quickly.
1: yes, exactly. I indeed. mean, sure,
2: go to America, but for, do it for some other purpose, mm. to generate mm. interest in Australia or something, mm. or to help with AUKUS or something. I don't know.
1: Well. Now you're talking. That might have, you know,
2: There are there are some... Doubting Thomases in Congress in the United States, worried about Australia's ability to maintain its intelligence and security of intelligence when it comes to these arrangements we're making vis-a-vis defence. So to show that we can take rugby league to Las Vegas would be a big step. Would in be the a right big direction. step in the right direction. Absolutely. We can say, see, we can do it. We can do it. Mm-hmm. If they need any further proof, have a look at Peter Overton's pocket. <laughs>
0: Want a bank that understands your needs? The needs of a rugby league supporter? Clemmer Bank ATMs are now located wherever you see a black dot across Australia. For the dot closest to you, see Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Just to finish up on the problem of language in rugby league and the tribunal and the toxic salmons and so on, uh, Lenu, the uh, person who is uh, JWH, that's Gerald wanted to knock out. you? Said, uh, you know, obviously language, there was some language between them. That's not, yes, last weekend. So, you know, is uh, Spencer talking? You know when you're in that red mist head, you just say Whatever. Whatever happens on the field stays on the field, but if he wants to escalate it, I'm keen too. Mm-hmm. He's been there t- for 10 years plus. If he wants to hold a grudge, that's on him. I couldn't care less. I'll do whatever I can for the team and cross that bridge when it comes to it. Right. After, you know, obviously consecutive losses, right. uh, the pressure is on New South Wales coach to make changes. Linu, a two-time premiership winner at just 22, could be part of a new Blues era. Oh. hope so, it's a dream and it's only going to be a dream until it's a reality. I'm just going to try and play the best I can, and be the best teammate I can. And if it comes, and if that comes with it, then I'll be taking that opportunity with both hands.
2: Isn't that refreshing clarity of thought? It is, and focus. And focus. Now, is
1: that the sort of discipline and focus you think Freddie should hoover up pretty quickly and channel into the blues?
2: Yeah. Well, for a start, actually, when it comes to uh, selections for the third dead rubber, let's call it what it is. Uh, I think Freddie should go to each of the clubs and just sit the players down and say, okay, if you haven't been, if you haven't been born in New South Wales or played your first game in New South Wales, leave the room. Mm-hmm. Some do. Mm-hmm. Some stay. Now, of you blokes who are staying here, hands up if you'd like to play for the Blues. That'll a few wait, hands fair, go
1: yeah, up. Fair, 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 fair well,
2: then you take those names down. Young kids who want to have a game, Mm. Give the give the next generation a go. Yeah, and some sign of hope. And some sign of hope. Yeah, mm. oh, I mean they might get bashed up. I don't know. I don't know. But that's the risk you have got to take. Yeah, you've got to blood them sometimes. Mm. And sometimes a little bit of hope, a little bit of youth. Mm. Sometimes will get you over the line. Mm. And let's face it, the maroons might be a little bit complacent, having two in the pocket. They might they may not care that much. We might be able to catch them off guard. You know. They might be surprised. Hey, these blokes are here to play. You know, they care. Mm. Who are these kids? They know about floods. They know about floods. They know about bushfires and droughts. droughts. Yeah, Yeah. they've learned the stories. Mm. Hey, there's Bluey the dog. Hey, where'd Mm. that come from? Mm. You know what I mean? Just something.
1: It certainly does need something, and there'll be more of something next week uh, with Bludging on the Blind Side. Oh, yes. Uh, We just have to pack up and... Call Stumps and if you want to hear those last two hours of your life all over again then join the podcast, it'll be up in a couple of hours time, in the meantime, blood John Blindsiders, see ya League lovers,
0: you want to own a horse but don't know how to get involved? Rooting King syndications can cut the red tape and leg you aboard a chestnut certainty in time for the Rural and Regional Cup Carnival Speak to the rooting team Weed and Bruce at the Blindside
2: Oh, and uh, we get a second. Someone's suggesting to say
0: uh, Will from President year, What about
2: reprising the Cash Cow? The, uh, excellent idea. And I what think you might have suggested this a couple have, of weeks ago I when have. Koshy announced his re- retirement. Yes, the now, Cash Cow
1: was brilliant. And how much is the Cash Cow going to go off for? You'd be able to bet on.
2: You'd be able to bet on. And Max is wondering, would Bargain Hunt be on the gambling channel? I love that show. I love a show with presenters wearing bow ties. Yes, and silly
1: hats. And remember, of course, is Antics Roadshow. Love it. I know. And the price. Price. Yeah, I know. Oh, the guesstimation. Ed- ed- You're you... joking. Exactly.
0: You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.